Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. Hey, I'm Zach, and I start Juggalo chants in line. Woo woo. I'm James, and I once willingly rode an SLC six times in a row. Good God. What, what made you decide to do that? Yo, so, right, it's kind of like why I'm, why I'm here. When I was over in Poland, uh, the, the Mayan at Energylandia is actually, it's a, it's a decent roller coaster. Uh, it's a, it's, I think it's the newest SLC, and it was actually pretty good. So, uh, I rode it six times in a row because I, I was kind of bored. Wow, well, I mean, it's pretty new, right? So, it couldn't be that terrible? Right, I mean, every, everything in that park is uh, five, years, five years old or newer, and it, it was fine. You know, it was, it's, not, it's not like a great roller coaster, but it was fine. Well, that's good to hear. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it uh, in this episode. Uh, unfortunately, got to address the elephant in the room. Ben has been called away on emergency to Taco Bell or Houston, whatever, same thing. So uh, he won't be joining us this week, but he will be back next week. I will make sure of it. Uh, so, of course, we got a very special guest here, um, James Larson from the Larson Loopers YouTube channel. Thank you so much for joining here today on your favorite coaster sucks, James. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks for reaching out. It was awesome. Yeah, man. It's a real pleasure. It's great to meet you at the the Coaster Force event. And, you know, thanks for all the support of the podcast and everything. So glad to have you on. Yeah, you guys are doing some good work here. Uh, don't don't overstate it. <laughs> Okay, you're you're still the worst podcast on the internet, but our worst coaster podcast. There you go. We're staying on brand. <laughs> now we're going to get to the important question here up top. What are you drinking on tonight? All right. Well, I've got some Milo's tea with just an ungodly amount of Splenda added to it. Uh, I, I don't drink, but I mean, I drink lots of tea and Diet Dr Pepper. Uh, but I think I've got like seven packets of Splenda in this thing. Wow. I mean, I'm diabetic, so that's my go-to, but still, that's like blowing me out. They have this they have this version of the Milo's tea that is flavored, and I was I, I tasted it, and then so I, I tried to match like how much Splenda I have to add in to make it taste like that one, and it was like seven packets for this cup, and I was like, good God, how much Splenda am I putting in my body? Enough to get the taste right, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it tastes good. Well, if you don't drink, then you probably wouldn't appreciate it, but I've got a rolling rock here I'm working on. Serving me well so far. Nice. Yeah, you know that's how we normally do some of those uh, adult libations, if you will. Yeah, you give you give me anything, and I I get drunk like crazy easy. It's kind of like a, a parlor trick at work when I go to when I travel. <laughs> that'll be that'll be your next appearance on your favorite coaster sucks. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> All right, so you want to take the first news story? Yeah. So a new Sesame's Place park will be opening in San Diego in 2021. But it's a retheme of the existing SeaWorld Aquatica Park. I mean, that's a that's a pretty good way to save some money and do a new thing. It's very like Six Flags. Yeah, you know, I, looking at the art, I, I think this thing is actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a dad of four kids, and none of them are really ever into Sesame Street. But I, I still think it's kind of cool. Plus, that that Cookie Monster slide just looks totally awesome. Yeah, it does. And like for me, as someone who grew up with Sesame Street, it's cool to see them like keeping that brand and show alive for you know the this generation and the next yeah well and, and it's it's not too far away from like the the lego land that's down there that i think also has a water park so maybe maybe that market just you know mixes amusement park with water park i, I don't know i i'd probably go take a look once it's open i mean so, southern california it's got to be like they have a pretty good operating season i'm sure so 
I think it'll probably do pretty well. Yeah, I think it's a good move. All right, so uh, when Cedar Point was uh, shutting down the roads due to capacity, unfortunately, a person was struck by a vehicle. Um, Apparently, they were using the restroom in that traffic backup, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah, ouch. Oh, well. (laughs) Maybe they should have got out of there earlier. Right? Also, that's like, that's got to suck if you're just like trying to pee real quick. (laughs) And that's when you get hit by a car. God, that'd be hilarious. I mean, horrible for the person, but I mean, can you imagine just driving and like, oh my God, I just hit a guy peeing. I mean, that's that's like a great bar bet story, though. I bet you I can top a story about being caught peeing. <laughs> All right. Fun spot Kissimmee is building a new family roller coaster. I'm actually going down there in uh, like a week. And I know this thing's not going to be ready, but I'm going to take a look at it. Uh, but apparently nobody really cares about this thing. All right. You're going to you going to make a special trip back to get that credit. Uh, I go to Orlando at least once a year. Uh, so once it's open, I'll probably probably swing by there. I, I, li- I like the fun spots. It's a it's a cheap place to go in Orlando and it's pretty fun. Well, that's that's cool. Yeah, I've been to one of them. I don't remember which one, but I mean, it's cool that they're adding something. Well, I did this one. I did this Kissimmee one last year. Um, it was my first time going, and they've got the world's tallest sky coaster there. It's like 300 feet, and uh, man, that was that was fun. I did it before they had the sky sled option, so I'm probably going to go try and do that sky sled that they introduced last year. Wait, what is the sky sled? It's like like you sit in it, like instead of like 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 going Superman style, you're essentially in a seat. So from from what people have said, it's it's overall not as good of a ride, but the very first drop you have. Like a lot more, like like you feel the sensation of dropping a lot more because uh, you're you're seated in a in a it's like a sling that you're in, but you're like you're like a giant swing kind of is what I'm picturing. Is they just make the sky coaster into like the world's biggest playground swing? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's kind of like what it is. I, I haven't even seen it. I mean, I, I've I've seen videos of uh, when uh, uh, Marcus and Taylor did it, but uh, I haven't I haven't really uh, seen too much of it. And it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, you have to let me know how that is. Yeah, I mean, if it's if it's open and available, I'll give it a try. I think this is the coaster here that they're having that naming contest on. Yeah, have you put in any uh, interesting ones? No, I mean, I, there's so many good ones going around, especially in that Facebook group, the generic coaster shit posting. Figured I couldn't top anything that's already been submitted there. Yeah, I'm always on there, and I'm always like, God, these people are so much more creative than I am, because like, I can't do better than that. But yeah, I mean, there's all the stupid ones going around too, like the roller McRoller face or whatever, you know, all those. But we'll we'll see if they actually end up going with something that the uh, that the crowd select. But yeah, it'll be another credit in in Florida. Uh, but it's at the site that's over there by uh, Mindblower, which is a, a fantastic coaster. So it's just something else to add there. I want to see him go with like a roller coaster tycoon name, like Kitty Coaster One. <laughs> That'd be pretty great. <laughs> Play off of Mind Blower, like uh, No Mind, or you know something stupid like that. Mind Blowy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Dollywood announced that they will be starting a spring flower and food festival. However, they're not going to serve any alcohol still. So, I mean, I don't know if it'll be any competition for Epcot. No, I doubt it. I mean, it's just they they like them and Silver Dollar City. They have these festivals that that draw in the crowds that they're going to draw in anyway. Um, so they're they're not like like massive investments in these festivals. It, it seems, except for the like the the pumpkin fest that they they just did. But 
this I, I don't see this moving the needle a whole lot. I mean, I'm not going to go out there for flowers and food, but I'm sure that there is a market that they cater to that will. Yeah, I mean, most of their, their you know, they're very Jesus-y parks and that's fine. Not really my thing, but I think that's really mostly their crowd with these festivals. So cool. Yeah, Her- Hershend is uh, it's down or it's based basically in uh, the Springfield Branson, Missouri area. Uh, it's actually I, I lived there for like 15 years and even out of college, my my one of my first like consulting jobs was was doing computer work at the Hershen's house. So I was at Jody and Pete Hershen's house quite a bit. And yeah, that that's exactly what they are. And 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 I think that their company's probably always going to follow that and, until they get a, like a CEO that really wants to move the needle. And that's that's fine. I mean, it, they they are great parks for what they are. It's just you you kind of have to know that going in if you're expecting Six Flags, Cedar Fair, whatever, you know. Right. Nickelodeon Universe at American Dream Mall has sold out its opening weekend. Yeah, it was sold out and I saw lots of lots of videos of it. Didn't seem like they had a lot open, but man, the the shell razor or whatever the the Takabisha clone looked fantastic. Yeah, it looks really good. I think I heard maybe only two of the coasters were actually open for that sellout. <laughs> yeah, well, and I heard that they made it up for people like they were given all kinds of free concessions and things out and 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 I, it was when you bought your ticket, it was well explained that not everything is open and this is a preview. Uh, but I guess what's come to light in the last uh, few hours is the pricing. It's like seventy nine dollars uh, for a day for a day pass now uh, that they I think they've just announced today. Oh, good God! Yeah, seventy nine dollars, and then you've got the parking fares, which are like on non game days. Like you can stay there up to eight hours, and it's cheap. As soon as you hit eight hours, it becomes thirty bucks to park your car. I mean, I, I think what they're trying to do with the parking is keep people from going and parking their car there all day. And and uh, just using it to access the the metro system or the trains. I, I don't even know where this is or what kind of access it has, but I, I'm thinking it's probably something like that. But yeah, seventy nine dollars is is pretty expensive. I'm wondering if that's like a price point where it's easy to discount off of it because like you know you look at Six Flags or Cedar Fair Park and most of them are like seventy nine dollars if you want to go in for the day, but then you can get tickets online for like thirty to forty bucks. I guess that's true. Everyone does have like, you know, stop at Burger King, bring a can of Coke, whatever. Everything has different discounts. Still seems pretty high for a park that's, you know, obviously size constrained due to being indoors. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting watching this one. Um, I mean, it's so cool that it's indoors and it's going to be able to operate all all year round. I, I don't know if they're picturing their target market as being people from that the New York area or if, if they're trying to make this like a like a tourist destination or even maybe a regional tourist, you know, make people from the New York area come and stay at a hotel there. Because isn't there also like a, a ski, like an indoor ski slope that they're building too? I don't remember specifically, but wouldn't surprise me because they announced a bunch of stuff for that mall. And I guess that makes sense, because how else are you going to get people into a mall nowadays? Right. Well, I mean, it seems to be working well for Mall of America. We, I was just at Mall of America like a month and a half ago. And even in the middle of the summer, the the Nick universe there was just swamped. It was awesome. Uh, so, I mean, this is even bigger. So it'll be pretty cool to see what happens. Yeah. And if this one's like that one, I, I like that park. I think that's a really nice park. It It almost doesn't feel like you're indoors. I mean, obviously, you know, you look up and you're like, oh, yeah, glass. But like it, it has an interesting and cool feel to it. Yeah. Well, if you see some of the like some of the POV videos that people have shot, there is there's like no theming at all around. Like there is just a whole bunch of concrete. Um, I haven't seen any videos or pictures of the thing of the, the coasters lit up yet, because apparently the that KCL uh, 
did a whole bunch of the lighting of the coasters in there, but I haven't, I haven't seen anything from there, but during the day, all I saw was a bunch of, you know, painted walls, painted ceilings that were white and then just regular concrete. I, I don't know if they have plans to change that or what, but yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't have the the look and feel of the mall of America. I, I think mall of America, like, like the, their Gerslauer coaster is over there kind of in its own little place. It's not mixing in with everything. So there's not a whole lot of, of, uh, ground area like this this mall seems to have yeah, i mean it looks like it's a huge park i know that mall's really huge hopefully it'll be able they're leaving themselves some expansion space so they can kind of grow with their projected attendance yeah i, I know it's some, i know it's a place that's going to be a draw for me uh next time i'm in the new york area i'll probably try and make it over there hopefully during the winter like you know sometimes in, in the winter you're just wanting to ride something uh you've got an option now of of going to mall of america or or American Dream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's cool that there's more of these places. Well, there's a new one popping up. Hopefully, you know, both of us being Midwesterners will get one in the region here at some point. Yeah, I could I could definitely see Chicago supporting something like that. I, I can't see like a, a Kansas City or a St. Louis really supporting it. But I mean, Chicago, I mean, you open up something that has, you know, can do 365 days of operations. I, I would think that that thing would would just make a ton of money. But I mean, these things are crazy expensive to build out. I mean, that roof's got to be like a hundred and 120 feet tall. So I, I, I can't imagine these things are cheap. I know like the whole cost of the mall is a couple billion dollars, but I don't know exactly how much they've spent on the theme park. Ooh. And that is why it took so many years for it to go from announcement to actual opening. <laughs> what is it like two decades or something like that? It's ridiculous. But that, I mean, that's how projects in New York are. And, and plus, in the middle of that, you had the, the 2008 uh, crash. Yeah, it's amazing this place was actually able to, like, survive that f- being not even, I guess, under construction at that time. Yeah, I, I think so much money was already invested in it. By that point, they felt like they had to just keep going, but they just keep pouring more and more money into it. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's enough of a win for the developers to want to build more of them. I've I've heard talks of of other ones being built on, or other ones being considered around the country. I'm just I'm just picturing though, like with that amount of that that timeline of building it and the amount of money it cost, it taking like double the time it took to build it to actually make the money back, like twenty years to build it, forty years to recoup. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, multiple billions of dollars are not going to be made made back quickly because I mean. They're going to bring in a lot of revenue from, you know, not just this, but everything else. But I mean, there's also the cost of operating, cost of uh, staffing, cooling that place, uh, heating in the winter. It's the the return on that is going to take forever. Hence, $80 tickets, I suppose. Yep. Yeah. $80 tickets, probably $20 hot dogs. The American dream right there. (laughs) Perfectly summed up. (laughs) Six Flags set revenue and attendance year-to-date records in september not a surprise yeah that's probably from me been going to a lot of parks you know i've got four kids wife you know that's you know we're moving the needle there no but i i honestly i've been really impressed with six flags this year uh all of the parks that we've been to I've, i've had a really good time i haven't had a six flags day at any of them so this is this isn't surprising me Plus, I, I think I just feel like more more and more people are wanting to go to theme parks and it's become cool to go to theme parks again. Kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about last week. It, it's kind of mainstream. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think Six Flags is definitely leading the accessibility for that market, you know, like with the memberships and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah we, we we got in on a deal back in uh, when we went to Fiesta, Texas, and we're, we're at the... Uh, the platinum membership and i think we're paying like 350 a month per person it's it's ridiculously cheap yeah and especially with that model where you're making the money month after month regardless it's got to be a little easier to have a higher revenue yeah i would think so and they they drive the uh, drive the sales of other things you know when when i go i'm not just going and going into the park and not spending money on other things i'm buying food even you know even though i get like you know 25% off or whatever it is yeah i mean I feel the same way they incentivize it. Like I got the the highest tier membership mainly because of those skip the line passes. We've got the silver dollar city one. Uh, the headline you've got here is actually off. Um, Cause it's that mystic hotel is suing silver dollar city, not the other way around. All right. I wasn't totally clear on that. Well, I mean, either way that guy's a moron. Yeah. I mean, mystic hotel. Or sorry, is it Mystic Motel or Mystic Hotel that he ran in his basement and apparently, or ran in his garage and apparently doesn't even run it anymore, and is suing because it has a name recognition? When when I looked it up, there's there's a Mystic Hotel that's an actual hotel that operates in San Francisco. So it, it, there's Mystic Timbers. Like, where was this guy when when that opened? Uh, this is this is just a. Uh, you know, trying to get a quick buck. Look at you coming on here and proving why I should be reading these stories before putting them in. <laughs> you know, I I follow Silver Dollar City a little closer because uh, I lived in Springfield and Branson for so long, and it was it was kind of the coast or the the park where my kids fell in love with roller coasters, and I kind of refell in love with them. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great park. God, it's a great park. I'm hoping I can get back there despite the fact they're not installing a new roller coaster. I was just there for my first time this year and I'm like, I hope I can get back there like next year. Yeah. That's, that's a park that even if they don't install something new, I I generally try and make it back every year at least once. I love time traveler. Like it's, it's a weird one for me. I can't explain it. Uh, it is just fun. Like I, I wouldn't put it in my top 10 coasters by any means, but God, it's just a fun coaster. I could just rewrite it over and over again. Well, it's so unique and there's so much going on. It's almost like an overwhelming experience to ride that thing. Yeah. And well, did you ever get a sideways launch on it? I Like that is a such a cool sensation. Like on that first launch where you, where you, your seat stops sideways. And so you get the, the sideways launch. It is so weird. No, that sounds pretty awesome though. I, I can't remember what how we were oriented when I rode that ride. All right. In a uh, surprise accidental announcement, we've got a Universal's Epic Universe. Uh, we now have a date that that's the uh, in 2023. That's pretty exciting. I mean, that's the first full-size outdoor ground-up park since like Hard Rock Park that I can remember. Yeah, I'm I'm like totally excited. And the when you look at this thing from the air, it is a massive footprint. Uh I I, I think Universal's gonna really have a winner on their hands with this. And we don't really even know the the lineup of rides, but uh, an actual theme park in the middle of another theme park in the middle of Orlando, uh close to the convention center, all the hotels there. I, I think this is a great move. And, and I'm super excited. I think twenty twenty three is ambitious. I mean 
this is, you know, we're probably talking three, $4 billion on building this thing and getting it done in three years. I mean, cause we're almost, it's almost 2020. And so three years from now, we got 2023. If, if, if they're looking at the end of uh, 2023, it's, it's still, man, that's really close for all that they're building. I mean, they haven't announced how many opening day, like attractions are supposed to be in there. So I could see it maybe having one signature attraction and like a couple smaller supporting ones and then being able to pull it off like just in the nick of time. Yeah, just hopefully they don't shoot themselves in the foot trying to do something like that. It's but I in my opinion it's better to wait until everything's open and you can have a, a full experience for people because nowadays uh social media, word of mouth, uh you know, people complaining so quickly about how, how much uh there was to not do in Galaxy's Edge uh took off pretty quickly and now we've got so many people waiting until uh uh Rise of the Resistance is, is done. I I, I really hope that they don't go that route and they just wait till the, or they're able to get the whole thing open. But more than likely, they're probably going to get have 2023 come around. They're gonna be like, oh, crap, we're not ready. Uh, yeah, we're going to open it with this, you know, one or two rides. Yeah, I could see that happening. But also, I still see it being a huge success because they'll know which like properties to lean into. Given that they've got a couple of areas planned based off of that rendering yeah i'm super excited if if the rumors are correct the the how to train your dragon like i could think of like you could do some really cool uh attractions based off of that ip bring us a battlestar galactica clone please i like the one in singapore i i went to that park and i missed out on that one because i wasn't an enthusiast yet and i wasn't like into like super riding the coaster so i've i've got the universal studio singapore credit but i don't have the battlestar galactica credit well, that's that's impressive. You've been there. I wouldn't I wouldn't knock you for not having that because uh, I have not been to Singapore, so I'll, I'll knock you for other stuff though. <laughs> wouldn't be your favorite coaster sucks if that's what we didn't do. Right. Uh, I'll, you, pretty soon, I'm sure you're going to tell me I'm a basic. So we'll we'll get we'll get to the interview, and I'll see how I can. Uh... <laughs> what i can do you can tell me my favorite coaster sucks yeah exactly we'll we'll stay on par you know um staying in the universal realm rip ride rocket valid and it required an evacuation which is just hilarious maybe maybe the evacuation was an improvement on the ride itself no that that ride to me is it's actually it's it's fun i i enjoy it quite a bit but I, I know it gets hated on a lot. So, I mean, I guess one of the jokes would be that, you know, getting evacuated from this ride would be more fun than the ride itself. But, eh. you know, it, it, they, I think they had it back and running within, you know, like six hours. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive. It may have been the next day, but uh, it it seemed really quick. I mean, it would be cool to get evac'd off of a ride, especially after having a valley. But that's coming from an enthusiast stance. I'm sure like all the non-enthusiast guests were freaking the fuck out on that ride. Yeah, I bet. They're probably all like, oh God, we're going to get hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was like just sitting there stalled and people were still screaming, but for other reasons. <laughs> now, have you ever been on a, uh evac ride? I have not. Me neither. Like with all the coasters that I've done, like, granted, I'm I'm still fairly new into this, but 
I, I've I've been to a lot of parks and I have never once been evac'd off of a ride. I've I've been on the train before an evac. Ooh. Uh, but yeah, never never once been stuck and had to get off. Yeah, I, I'm terrified of heights. So like that would like be absolutely terrifying to me to get stuck on, you know, something like a, a Millennium Force or something. But to me it'd still be kind of cool. I mean, I think that might be one of the cooler rides to get uh evac'd off of though, because they got that little cart. Oh, do they? Yeah, I've never even seen it. So that'd be cool. I mean, yeah, doing stairs at like 250 feet, that that would probably shake me a little bit. Although when I worked at Great America, we had to do a couple like what they called in-services where you'd have to basically practice evacuating or hosting a train. So you'd walk the lift hill with the whole crew. And uh, we did it on Wizard one time. And the entire structure was swaying. It's like, you're not even that high up, like 60 feet, but still you're like holding on just like, okay, all right. Yeah. Take that on one of the, on one of the giga coasters. God, that, that just terrifies me. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like on Fury, you got a whole train load of people walking down. That whole thing is going to be swaying with the wind plus all those people walking. It's I mean, as much as I say it would terrify me, I would love it. You know, I, I think that's why a lot of us are in this hobby is that I think a lot of us are actually scared of heights, but we, in, in the, the thrill of challenging the heights actually makes it a little, a uh, little more fun. I would hope I could take a selfie up there just to be like, check this out. Ah, oh, then they'd be like, what? No cameras on the ride. Right. Yeah. Even though you're not on the ride, you're <laughs> like, I'm off the ride. They'd be like, how'd you get your cell phone in your pocket? Next thing you know, Zach causes us to have metal detectors on every ride. That's going to be me. I'll fuck up some sort of policy or cause some sort of policy to be enacted. (laughs) Uh, In in a little bit uh, more awful news, a man was arrested at Dorney Park after slashing a 14-year-old girl. Ugh. Yeah. I I think it it looked like he slashed her hand or like, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but yeah, it sounded pretty nasty. It sounded like the dude was out of control. Uh According to the article, like some dude, uh, some random stranger just held him or pinned him down and he had like bite marks on him and stuff. So, yeah. Not a, not a cool time. Chill out, Pennsylvania enthusiasts. I know we're putting seatbelts on every ride at Cedar Fair, but you don't need to go hurting people because of it. Ooh, too soon. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michael Spanos, who nobody knows in the enthusiast world, was appointed president and CEO of Six Flags. So, so what do you think the timeline is? Because this guy's from Pepsi. What's the timeline till Six Flags switches over to Pepsi? You know, it's interesting. Frontier City is a Pepsi park still, so I don't see it taking very long. Yeah, is that a is that a national contract that they have, and the 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 old premier contract with uh? with frontier kept it with pepsi I, I don't know i do know that i the day before we met up at uh great america uh pepsico had a, a buyout event that friday night interesting and uh from what i from what i heard they actually they set up pepsi machines there i don't know if that's true but like that that'd be pretty funny if like that was a way to to get in and be like hmm i like this whole theme park thing Let's uh, see if I want to become the CEO. I'm hoping that Jim Reed Anderson will do a video announcing all of his retirement plans. That's what I really want to see. Yeah. I, you know, 
maybe I'm in the minority. I hope I'm not. I love those videos. I was talking to my son and he was like, those are so stupid. I was like, God, you, man, you need to grow up on your sense of humor. Those things are awesome. That's what makes them great though. It's like, they're so bad that they're good. Right. Yeah. They're ridiculous. Like the one this year cooking up a, you know, cooking up some thrills. It's just, it's so cheesy and awful. And I loved every second of it. And especially the one where at the end where he's acting like Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, just cussing all over the place. It was awesome. We're not talking about rides. We're talking about food. (laughs) Like, all right, cool. An old man with a bunch of money. They're just letting him do what he wants. Awesome. Yeah. I I hope they keep up that with this new guy. Hopefully he has a sense of humor about himself. Like, like you got to appreciate people that can not or take themselves not seriously for a little bit. Like, you know, become, become the butt of the joke and, and make a funny video like that. Endear yourself to the community. I wish one time he would have made some sort of joke about his accent. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe he's still got a departure video, like you said. Yeah, I'm telling you, I want to see Jim Reed Anderson's 2021 plans for retirement. First, <laughs> I'm going to Spain. I don't know. He announces he's going to build uh, Six Flags' only giga coaster outside of his yard. <laughs> right. <laughs> And in the last move, I'm removing, I'm, I'm adding seat belts to all the B&M roller coasters. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> all right. A contractor was injured at Busch Gardens Williamsburg after falling while working on Pantheon's construction. Another sad one. Sorry, I didn't mean to stick you with all the sad ones. Yeah, you know, well, I've got the voice, you know, I can, I, I probably should have made it like a little bit more somber and everything, but at the same time, all I see is, ooh, Pantheon. Yeah, right. And they're putting that right up. They're like, oh, someone fell. Get somebody else. Yeah, it's like somebody fell. And then like two days later, hey, we've got the spike done. It's like, man, they, they replaced that guy quickly. Hey, whatever happened to Rob? Oh, you know, he, he broke his back. But, you know, we brought in a new operator and we got things done quicker. And, and SeaWorld's like, shut up and get back to work. Right. Uh, you know, honestly, the, I'm sure the guy has insurance from the construction company and, and things will be fine. Uh, but dang, that coaster looks good. I, I was not excited for it at all. And like all the, all the pictures of it coming up, I'm like, Hmm, this is definitely up on my, uh, most excited list. Yeah. Like looking at it and knowing it's an Intamin, so it'll have that like airtime that feels like it's almost a mistake is like, all right, all right, I'm here for this. Yeah. I think that's, that's one of the parks I'm at definitely try and get to i'm gonna try and hit all the sea world parks uh this summer uh, start off with the one in texas because if you start off there you can get the platinum pass for like a third of the price of the other parks yeah you got a fun segment it's one of my favorites we like to talk history here this is the killer coaster of the week and this week's killer coaster is raging cajun at great america now at six flags america you ever get on this credit or this ride? Nope, never have. So I know nothing about this one. It's a Zamperla spinning mouse standard layout. Oh, the spinning mouse. Does, does it have over the shoulders? You bet. Oh, God. Those are awful. I'll, I'll stay away from that one. Now, isn't that like the one that they're putting in at uh, Discovery Kingdom? Yeah, to a T. Sweet. If that video is to be followed, then yeah, to a T. Yeah, maybe, it, maybe it's even the same one. Maybe they're taking it out and moving it. Could be. Only time will tell. Six Flags has surprised us all in the past. They cheap like that. True. 
True story. But yeah, uh, Raging Cajun, it was your standard. Well, it is still the standard. Zamperla Mouse, nothing special. Bit of fun. There we go. That's your killer coaster. That's it. Now it is time for the Disney Minute. The Disney Minute. Come to this happy place. Welcome. Disneyland is your land. Gonna go get our tickets and head to Disneyland. We're back at the happiest place on Earth. Disneyland. Welcome, everyone. I'm here today at Disneyland. Today we are going to talk about things we wish we'd known before we went to Disney World. Disneyland is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Thank you. The Earful Tower at Hollywood Studios will be demolished. Disney is continually raising ticket prices. Disneyland had a measles outbreak. Disney is updating Star Tours. The Disney Minute. The Disney Minute. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to forego our typical listener questions segment because of our guests here, but... If you do have any listener questions, please send them on over to us at your favorite coaster sucks at gmail.com. Now, um, I don't know. I'm just going to I'm going to say we got we got James Larson. He's got his YouTube channel, the Larson Loopers. Anything else you want to plug? I don't have much to plug here. Got a really small YouTube channel, Larson Loopers and a, a Twitter account where sometimes I say what i think uh also larson loopers uh we have no affiliation with the larson company that builds those awful rides but just happen to be they happen to steal my last name so i'm gonna steal their name for my twitter handle (laughs) perfect so go give him a follow find his videos it's cool dude so uh we got we got some some standard interview questions here we like to ask Starting with, uh, what's the worst coaster you've ridden? Man, it is so hard to say like what the absolute worst is, but you know, Time Warp has got to be up there. Time Warp is so awful. That uh, up at Canada's Wonderland. That's that flying Valari coaster, isn't it? Yeah. Oh God. You know, I did the I did the the one back uh, that was at uh, Elitch Gardens back in like two thousand, and I don't remember it sucking. But God, time warp was so painful. Uh, but I've, I mean, I've had equally horrible rides on. I had on Wild Beast, also at Canada's Wonderland. Uh, a new addition to my bottom five, if I was going to have one, is the Viking coaster at Energylandia. It's it's an, it's one of those spinning wild mice that has over the shoulder restraints, except it's just as rough as can be, and so your head is just con- continuously pounded into into the restraint. It was awful. Yikes, and that's pretty new too. So shit. Yeah, it was one of the first coasters that they built there, and uh hopefully it doesn't last long. Hopefully it's kind of out of the way, so it's not taking up like valuable real estate there, but uh it was pretty bad. All right. So uh in your experience, which park has the best bathrooms? I'm going back to Energy Landia. It's gonna be my answer because it's just fresh in memory. Of course, that place is brand new, but the the bathroom by Zadra, I, I kid you not, I spent like 20 minutes just sitting in it. 
checking my phone because it was just so nice and comfortable in there. Did they have like a bidet or something? No, no, it was just they had, it was everything was sealed off. Like you had the the doors went to the floor and to the ceiling. You felt like you had your own little private room. All right, that sounds pretty comfortable. That was great. Best credit energy energy landia. Yeah, I mean. I'm trying to think of other bathrooms that have like stood out as being nice. I mean, you're, normally I'm trying to get in and get out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's typically advised. Uh, I don't know. You've been to any media days? I, I've only one. The only one I've been to is Kentucky Kingdom's uh, Kentucky Flyer event. Uh, and that was a blast. And so, you know, my worst media day has been all the other ones because they haven't invited us. <laughs> I'm still, you know, if anybody from Magic Mountain is uh, out there and, and wants to invite the Larson Loopers, I, I can bring some cute blonde kits uh, to get on uh, West Coast Racers. And I promise I won't talk at all about how long it's been delayed. Just I'll talk about how what a fantastic coaster it is. There you go, Magic Mountain. Invite this man to your media day. Hey, while you're at it, invite your favorite coaster socks, too. Yeah, we'll travel across the country to come come ride a new ride. And we'll give it glaring reviews that day. What's the uh, longest you've waited in line? What ride was it for? And was it worth it? All right. So it's got to be Steel Vengeance. It was only like two and a half hours, but that was because I got sick in the middle of the line and I had to leave and I couldn't come back. Oh, so it was not worth it. Oh, God, that's terrible. I let myself get dehydrated. And so I ended up leaving. I I left my kids with some strangers at the uh, CF Live. Uh, Just kind of hoped that they... uh, took care of them and didn't steal my kids while I went and got a drink. But yeah, I had already ridden it. So it wasn't like I was trying to like wait, like I was waiting to get on it for the first time. But yeah, that was, that was a killer for that day. Cause you know, it was like you're the one ride right or there that you're just like, God, I have to ride this. Seriously. Oh man. And just like waiting all that time just to be like, all right, I got a bail. Like, Ooh, well, yeah, I went like I went like forty minutes of feeling like absolute crap before I finally, like I was like that was one of those times I was like why don't they have a freaking Powerade machine here in line? I would pay ten dollars for a bottle of Powerade right now. Oh man, I can't even imagine just like standing there in the hot sun, feeling all crappy and like, all right, forty minutes later, just like I I can't. Yeah, not recommended. Okay, I'll keep that in mind next time. <laughs> Now, for a ride that I've actually ridden, it was uh, like like two hours for the first time I got on Time Traveler, ooh. which I would say that was worth it. That is a good ride, but still, ooh. Yeah, I, I am not a line waiter. I I typically, if I if it's just me and the family, I'll be like, uh, a couple of us are going to pay for the fat flash pass or the fast pass lane, you know, what, whatever they've got and just try and try and get the most out of the day because I hate I hate waiting in lines more than anything. I don't know if you picked the best hobby for that. Then, <laughs> You know, at, at least most of these places have the option to, to pay to get to the front of the line. So I'll do whatever I can. True, true. So what's the best dragon wagon you've been on? You know, I've only been on I, I had to look this up. I've only been on one that was called Dragon Wagon, and that was Celebration City. And it was even flying Dragon Wagon. So... You know, there's also there was one at Neverland. I always wanted to go to Neverland when I was a kid, and I'm glad I'm I should be glad that that didn't work out. (laughs) 
I'm going to take a wild assumption the answer to this one's no, but have you ever asked a ride operator out? Nope, never have. <laughs> if if the circumstances were different, would you? You know, maybe. It just it just depends, but yeah, I I I haven't been in the business of asking anyone out in uh 17 years, so probably probably would really suck at it if I had to. <laughs> What's the most annoying experience you've had with a theme park employee? All right. So this is Silver Dollar City. And uh, James Larson here was a total Karen. But it was uh, Outlaw Run. Ride had just opened like a month before. And my my son, Blake, had just hit 48 inches. And he had gone and measured at 48 inches at their official stand. But then the park closed for like two and a half hours because of rain and he got his thing, his armband wet and it came off. And I was like, ah, he'll measure 48. And so we go and we wait an hour, you know, not, not horrible in, in line for outlaw run. Well, this Blake had never been on a coaster that went upside down. So he was terrified and they measure you at the front. When you go in, they measure you right before you get onto the train, but he's sitting there bawling in the car and this guy pulls him out and, uh, says you know says we need to remeasure you and somehow they're on the platform uh measuring stick had them at 46 inches and i and so i went like crazy karen i was like i want to speak to your manager and you know i actually actually did speak to the manager went to the other one showed them and they were like oh well we can't be using that stick anymore but yeah that was super annoying because the guy would not believe me i was like just measure him on the other side of the platform and see that he's fine oh man but yeah, now now I look at that and I was like, oh man, now that now that I'm friends with a lot of guys that are ride ops, they're like, we would have hated you. I'm like, yeah, you probably would have. I was that was not a cool move, but still, like you know, <laughs> you, you had half your I had half the day rained out. So I was pissy, and you know, it's the same things I'm sure you guys when you were running rides saw all the time. But yeah, as a as an attendee, that was super annoying. Well, I'm thinking, you know, I'm sitting here thinking as an adult now, like. Yeah, you want your damn kid to ride the ride. Like, of course. Let him on. He's good. Yeah. Eh. He, ended up, he ended up getting it. And I think that that and Powder Keg are the coasters that uh, got him like crazy into coasters. And now he's he's the one that got me into this. And so if it probably if it wasn't for that incident, I probably wouldn't be on here today. So that's, you know, it's all cool now. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Wait, he's like 13? He's 12 now. So 12. Yeah. Okay. That's, I was about 13 when I got into coasters. So like meeting him was like, like reminded me of younger me in a way. Should I be scared? Um, I mean, he seems to be on a much better path than a young Zach was. So <laughs> nah, he's a good kid. Oh, you know, as a parent, like my, my big thing has been, you guys are not allowed to be afraid of roller coasters. Like, <laughs> like it's not even a, it's not even an option. If I sense it, I'm putting you on a coaster and making you ride it. Uh, so all, all of them are like crazy into it. I've got, I've got one that for the love of God cannot get to 48 inches. And as soon as he's at, he's at like 47 and a quarter inches right now. And so I'm hoping by the summer he's going to be there. And so I can take him on a trip, but yeah, as the, like that's been my new thing is like you're not allowed to be scared of stupid things because I have I have family members that are just terrified of of coasters. I'm like, why? <laughs> this is one of the most fun things you can do. Don't be scared. And you're like, yeah, three fifty. So, <laughs> uh, so if you did 
going back, I should reorder these questions. So if you did date someone who worked in a, at an amusement park and the benefits of it came with what a department they worked in, like what department would you choose to date in? Like if it was like foods, you get free foods or if it was rides, you could like cut the line. Well, I was going to, if it's today, I'm picking whatever I can do to get on the line, line quicker. You know, I, I'm captain skip the line, whatever it takes. Teenage super flat, fat James would, would have dated somebody just to get a free funnel cake. So yeah, it, but now I definitely go for the skip the line. For sure. For sure. Now here's a fun one. Do you have any good Rob Alvey stories? Oh, the only person in this community that's on my uh, awful list. You know, I'm I'm new here. Uh, I I've I hear bad things about people, but until you've like personally done me wrong, I don't I don't really care. But yeah, Rob, I made the the awful mistake of calling Steel Vengeance Steven because I needed it for the characters in a tweet. And he went off and told me I was stupid and an idiot and then blocked me when I said sorry. And so, you know, uh, enough. Oh, and and then he did come back at me with uh, he he's also the owner of the retro games account or retro gaming fan or something. And then when I when I was able to show him like all these posts that he had made showing that that was his account as well, he I got blocked from that one, too. And he, he blocked all three of my different accounts I use. So it's pretty funny. Seems seems about right for Alvy. That's it, it. yeah, absolutely on brand to all my experience with the guy. Yeah, I mean, part of me understands. Like, I see, like, like there's there's a lot of really interesting people that are online, and you know, twenty years of of doing this, I could I could see how you just you just stop putting up with any crap. But man, he's just at the level of just crazy now with all the the Starbucks crap. Eh, I just don't get it. Well, I mean, for myself, I know Ben and a bunch of other friends of ours, especially guys that we've known for, you know, years now. There's there's a lot of stories that'll probably trickle out on air, but plenty of him being the same guy for so many years. But, you know, this is not the Rob Alvey podcast, but it's always fun to share a a story. Uh, but But almost related, in your experience, what park has the most overweight guests? Oh, it's got to be Disney. I mean, mostly because fat people can ride just about everything at Disney. Totally. Uh, just from the pictures I've seen, I, I did do I did Disneyland Paris, and like like that's the only place where I've like seen a lot of fat Europeans was at Disneyland Paris. Which I'm I'm a fairly large person myself, so I, I actually felt like I fit in there. <laughs> uh, but if you're if you're talking like normal parks, uh, it, Silver Dollar City. Oh yeah, totally. The the Ozarks, yeah. There are so many overweight people there because the food's so good. <laughs> but you know, it really is like there's some things there that are good. Then the rest of it's like really mediocre crap. I'll, I'll even all my hot take is that Worlds of Fun has better brisket than Silver Dollar City does. I am not qualified to weigh in on this. I am vegan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually make a plea to Silver Dollar City here since we were discussing that park. Please add some vegan items to your menu. I was going to say, I wonder if they've even heard of a vegan. They have, I think it was four locations in their park that offered a vegan item, two of which were a salad bar. <laughs> I'm sorry. And they don't let you, they don't let you bring anything in either. So, uh, and, and there's like nothing nearby. If you, if you leave that park, you're, you're driving for 20 minutes before you find food. Yeah, no, I got a tall can of beer at the gas station 
and we made our way out of out of Branson. <laughs> so what do you think is the most overrated roller coaster? It's got to be the big one Pe- or the Pepsi Max big one. Of all the ones that I've ridden, that thing is just so overrated. Did not enjoy it hardly at all. Other than, I mean, there's there's some other ones that are overrated to me personally. Uh, X2, like it was okay until the last minute where it uh, had so many shakes and rattles that it ended my day. Uh, but it's one that I'm I'm willing to give another ch- another chance to because I, I I think I just got a bad ride. But yeah, big one, definitely the most overrated I've been on. All right. All right. Um, I like X2 a lot, but I think, yeah, you should definitely give it another try. Yeah, I'm planning on going back there in a couple months. Um, since they're now open year round, it, it's kind of like I, I look at parks that I could go and jump on a plane and, and be riding a coaster. And it, it's kind of the number one on the list. That's a good call because there's plenty there. Um, you have any buffet horror stories? I do not. I'm not a uh, I mean, I I. I I eat buffets. So like for me, the horror story would be like, they run out of the food that I want. <laughs> Although the, the buffet at silver dollar city was total trash when I went there. Was that the, the cave one? Yeah. Yeah. It's the one that's you walk down in the cave and I was there on like a, on barbecue day or something, but yeah, their, their barbecue is just nasty. That's where I went. And that salad bar was terrible for vegans. It's probably like, coated in brisket or something well it's like one it's basically like they got bagged salad from like a grocery store and that's it yeah that that sounds like that area the sal the, the you look at the market of people that are there they're they're not really caring about getting a salad that's not salad eaters <laughs> <laughs> actually now that you mentioned that i do remember i was getting salad on my plate you know like and getting about a mountain of it because it's all i could eat and this guy was getting like all this brisket and chicken and whatever. And he's like, you know, too much of that. I'll kill you. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> well, that, that is on brand for the Ozarks. <laughs> and he got on his rascal scooter and rode away. <laughs> so lastly, and this is an either or situation, cotton candy or ice cream. Oh, you're breaking my heart here. I can't have both. I, I'll I'll pick ice cream because I can put the ice cream on a funnel cake, which I said earlier. Like that's that's my weak spot. Totally, yeah. I mean, and that's 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 a win right there. I mean, you could you could take it a step further and probably have cotton candy flavored ice cream on a funnel cake. Yeah, that stuff's nasty. My my daughters have tried to get me to to try that stuff, and it, it's it's pretty awful. I'm not I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying like really, if you want to combine the two, the option is technically there. Yeah, no, it exists for sure. All right. Well, that was that was our fun little interview segment. Now we got a really cool main topic. I want to hear about your trip to Europe. All right. Well, I just got back like a week ago. Uh, on the day that I saw Zadra first testing, uh, Delta was running a crazy mileage sale. So I, I, I got a crazy cheap flight. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't even ask my wife permission before I, I booked it to go. Um, <laughs> so you know you were excited yeah I, I it, it ended up costing me having to put her and my wife or her and my daughter on a cruise but it, it was it was worth it so what i did is i flew to amsterdam and then i i caught a flight from there to uh to krakow poland 
And I spent uh, four days in Poland, stayed in this little trailer. Like it was advertised as a chateau, but realistically all it was was like a, a trailer resort where they've pulled up like 20 trailers, uh, plumbed them, and uh, you, you stay there because that park is so stinking new that there hasn't been any time to build a hotel by it. So everything around it is just either uh, like there's one that's a covered wagon resort. Wow. But I got there. I was totally, uh, I, 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 on my flight from, uh, the U S to Amsterdam, I, I popped a, uh, like a Tylenol cold, like nighttime or something and, and completely slept the whole way. So I, w- I was ready to go. Um, I ended up, I got, uh, six and a half hours at the park that first day. I, th- I think I ended up with something like 23 rides on Zadra that first day. Plus, holy moly, plus knocking out a ton of stuff. Man, Zadra's incredible. Like, it, like it was, what's crazy is that it's positioned in the park. Like, you you enter the park and you've got Hyperion like directly to the right, right at the front entrance. Which Hyperion's a fantastic coaster on its own, and you don't even see Zadra. And so, unless, unless you know that Zadra's there, like you don't know to walk to the very back of the park and then go under this tunnel to go across the street, and then you get to this you know amazing coaster that it's now probably sitting at my probably third or fourth uh, favorite coaster. Wow, man. Uh, so like, how does it compare to like Goliath? Cause that's what it looks closest to, to me. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to Goliath. Uh, it, in terms of, 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 I think what they're doing, I think they just went with more speed though. The, the more speed, take everything about Goliath and make it bigger. Uh, the, the way that the best way to equate it, it, it is the first half of steel vengeance perfected. Interesting with with the uh the the stall there there is nothing like that uh the stall is great at the end of the day when that or the the coaster is fantastic at the end of the day when it's going super fast but like first thing in the morning when it's just it feels like you're just crawling through the course that the stall you genuinely feel like you are not going to make it through especially when you're riding in the back row uh it, it made the coaster like infinitely rewritable to me because like every like every every ride was completely different because of how much it sped up throughout the day. Wow. So like there, it looks like there's also a couple really good moments of airtime on there. Yeah. I was, I was not expecting it. I mean, it's, it's definitely more of a, of a floater machine than an ejector. Cause like, cause when, when you got the ejector airtime, like on, on, on steel vengeance, my, my legs cannot stand it like more than a few times. And, and Zadra, I like my legs were fine. Uh, I, I think the most I, rides I had in a day was like 35 on one of the days. Holy moly. Yeah, it it was it was insane. Now, now here's something that's not related to the ride itself that just blew my mind. The queue is legitimately like half a mile long and, and you can't they can't compress it any smaller. Uh, so on on the channel, I made a video uh, walking in the entrance just at a normal speed, never stopping, just walking the queue. And getting to the um, underneath the station, not even the station, it's or into the the main loading area. It took five minutes and fifteen seconds just to walk that. Holy moly! So and and you couldn't shortcut it at all. They were they were watching it like a hawk. There were some kids that uh, that they uh, that we could tell, you know, because you know we're really good at translating Polish. That they were getting yelled at for having jumped the line because uh, they had people monitoring the camera at the, the, the one point where you could jump the line underneath the station. 
but yeah so every time you wanted to rewrite it you had to had to do like a thousand steps so that's how i ended up with a thirty-six thousand step day wow that's quite a workout for i mean but if you've got you know a kick-ass rmc waiting at the end of that walk right it was it was fun and and that's where i you know after like three or four rides i discovered these other uh two guys that were uh from England and we're there to ride it. And we just ended up hanging out the whole time, uh, telling coaster stories and, you know, giving our opinions about every seat and be like, Oh, you got to try it on the right side on the eighth row and stuff like that. It, it was, it was really cool. That's awesome. So how about Hyperion? Yeah. Okay. So I talked to one of the guys that actually had been there last year and he was raving about Hyperion. And then we went to ride it again. And the thing had a, the thing had a rattle. Like a crazy rattle. This thing's it's a it's a year old Intamin, and like like there were parts of it where like the rattle was really bad, but then other times I had rides that were great. I I think I only rode it like maybe ten or twelve times while I was there. It was it's still it's a great coaster, but I am worried in and the way that that coaster has aged in a year makes me really worry about how uh, something like Zadra or this new coaster that they're building uh, is going to age. That has those um, Skyrush trains on it, right? Yeah, I think so. I haven't, I've never been on Skyrush, but I, I believe so. The, the, like the two that are elevated and then the two off to the side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Were the outside seats any different? Because I haven't been on Skyrush either, but those trains really intrigued me. So, the, yeah, the outside ones had more, far more of a rattle than the, like if you sat on the, the ones directly above the track. Those, those seemed to be fine. But the way that they the way that they queue people up was was really really interesting. It was both the same for Zadra and Hyperion. It's all it's all automated, so they didn't have anybody like forming the lines. Uh, they just had they had machines with different turnstiles, and numbers would light up saying how many guests could come through. So being a single rider, I I could always get through fairly quickly. But it also meant that I. Uh, usually got stuck in the seat that I didn't want to be in. And you the, you had no choice of, you know, wanting to wait for uh back row. You could wait in the front row line, but man, the, the front row queues got crazy long. Wow. That's weird. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think it was like super effective. I, I could totally see something like that coming over to the, the U S and working well. Uh, but it was like the first time, cause all the instructions are in Polish. I was like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing here. Uh, it just kind of got with a group of people that, looked like they knew what they were doing and snuck through with them until I figured it out. That sounds kind of crazy because you weren't like planning on meeting up with anyone, right? It was just solo trip. Right. Yeah. It was just, it was just me. Uh, I, after I booked it, you know, looking back, I probably should have taken one of the kids along. I think they probably would have had a good time. Uh, Blake, my oldest is the only one that could have wrote it because like Zadra and uh, Hyperion have this, they basically works out to around a 55 and a half inch height requirement, which is crazy considering like steel vengeance is 52 here. Interesting. So yeah, something like if you're, if you're thinking of taking kids over to Europe, hundred and 140 centimeters is the uh, usually the going uh, height for their, their top top build attractions. And that's, that's pretty tall for, if you've got kids that are barely making 40 or 54, they're, they're definitely not going to get on. Huh. I wonder if the manufacturer requirements are different depending on the country or if that's imposed. Yeah. I, or if it's an insurance thing or I, I, I asked some of the European guys that were there and, you know, it's cause it's basically the same heights that you see at uh, some of the parks in the UK too. So they didn't really know. Well, that is strange. So there's another park in Poland there too, right? 
Yeah, it's uh, Legendia. Uh, just a small park. It's like it's in the middle of a city park. So like there's all kinds of other city things around it. And it's got a ton of flat rides, uh, four coasters, only three of which that are operating. Uh, but the the one the the one that everybody goes there for right now is uh, the Lech coaster, and it's a it's the new generation Vacoma, and God, it was it was incredible. Uh, it my first ride on it was really underwhelming. Uh, it was the first ride of the day. Uh, the interesting thing that we noticed in Poland on a lot of these coasters is that like their first runs in the morning are with people on them. They don't like we were there. I was there an hour and a half before the park opened and never once did that, that coaster run. So I was on essentially the first ride of the day and that thing was cold as could be. Uh, it just, it felt so slow, but as, as the day went on, like I, I started falling in love with that ride. I only ended up riding it like, like 13 or 14 times because there just wasn't a whole lot else to do with the park. Uh, and it's crazy intense. I don't know anything about that ride. Does it have inversions or is it like an airtime ride? Oh yeah. It's got, it's yeah. It's got inversions. It's got airtime. Uh, it goes, it, one of the inversions is uh, as it's going through the station. Uh, it is, it is wickedly cool. Uh, I, I wish we could get one of these over in the U S because from what I understand, they're not they're not crazy expensive either. It it really made me want to go back to uh, Energylandia next year when they get this this new Vacoma that just looks bonkers. So um, that's Poland, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot there. Yeah, I mean that's really all there is is there. Yeah, um, Energylandia had has I think was it 15 credits there, and I ended up getting all but one of them. There was one of them that I was too ashamed to go ride alone. So I'm gonna have to wait till I can take a child. Um, and there's, a, there's a ton of crap there. I mean, you know, probably of those 15, probably eight of them are complete crap, but at the same time, like I, I would love to see a U.S. park have that much crap in it, uh, just to have coasters for the younger kids to go to. I I'm, I'm huge on, uh, parks that have lots of rides for the, the kids that are, you know, 42 inches. Uh, cause that's like the worst age for kids. Cause I'm, I'm living through that right now. Colin, my, my youngest son, he, he absolutely loves coasters and would ride anything if he could. Uh, but he's stuck on pretty much really crappy coasters right now. Ooh. Some, some other ones there that, that really stood out, uh, besides Zadra and Hyperion, you had, uh, formula, which is a, uh, another Vacoma. Uh, it's one of the other newer generation ones. It was a launch coaster really good Mayan uh, I, I alluded to this at, the, at my intro uh, SLC uh, really really good uh, they have a, a Vacoma junior boomerang that was really fun uh, I could I would love to see some of those around so I, I came away really positive about the whole ex, uh, the their whole lineup I loved that park I I can't wait to go back it's crazy how big that place is because I looked it up on RCDB now like for being so new how is the like the park itself like in terms of like does it look cool does the layout make sense so yeah the layout of the first part of the park is is really kind of strange and uh like the signage for say their dragon family uh suspended coaster uh is in one place but like the actual entrance is like a 4 minute walk away 
it, it's it's really strange uh but they're really like they're building so much so quickly it it's really nice it's they're making a lot of really good decisions there like the they have by far the best locker system I've ever seen at a park. It's a, it's a wristband system, but it costs about the equivalent of a dollar a day. And every ride has its own lockers and you just go up and you scan your wristband, you get assigned a locker. Uh, Zadra's really the first one whose whole queue was built around the system. Uh, I would, I would kill to have that in the, in the U S instead of, I think I spent like 30 bucks on lockers at Carowinds in one day uh, this year. Uh, something like that would be great. Interesting. That's, I mean, of course, it seems like, you know, Europeans always got efficiency on us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every, everything about that park was built efficient from the way the, like the queue management on Hyperion and Zadra to the, to the lockers. It was really good. It was, it was also Halloween season there. So this totally not efficient or it, actually maybe it is efficient. They had uh, three houses operating. But I noticed by the second day when I looked at the the hours that the three three houses didn't have any overlapping hours, and then I figured out why afterwards. Because after one of them would be done, all of the scare actors would leave and go to the next house, not changing costumes. So like they'd still be in the same costume, just in a different location. Um, and so they they had that for three three houses. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay, I'm seeing a picture of this Lech coaster and. Holy shit! That first drop looks crazy. Oh man, it's incredible. I I I've, I took a POV of it. I'll have to put it up. Um, at some point, the yeah that 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 coaster was so much fun. That looks crazy. And you know what? Flights flights to Europe can be crazy cheap. Uh, I I I think the drunk riders essentially did a a, a travel episode where they were just looking at flights and you can, sometimes you can get over to Poland for like 600 bucks, which is just insane when you, when you think about, you know, how much air travel used to cost. So it makes some of these parks over there, uh, more appealing. And then parks were crazy cheap. It was like 20 bucks to get in each day. Wow. Dang. Yeah. I ended up the, the math worked out for me that I ended up buying a season pass. I think the season pass was maybe 90 equivalent. And, uh, it, it just it was if i go back next year i'll i'll get to use it cuz it's a pass that's good for 365 days okay so yeah i have got a a stupid amount of season passes now with, with all my traveling <laughs> you feel like that's uh lighting a fire under you to get back to places maybe not really i mean i my alton towers one i think is either just expired or is just about to so I loved that park, but I just haven't like, even though I have the season pass, it didn't make me like feel like I had to get back out there. I haven't been there. That park looks awesome though. It's great. It's it's before I went to energy Landia. It's the first park in Europe that I was like, man, I have to take my family back here. So did I see correctly? You got to Wallaby Holland on this trip as well. Yeah. Yeah. So the way I uh, scheduled the trip, I, I left back from Krakow and went uh, to Amsterdam and I, and I had a full day, uh, at Wallaby Holland and got there. It was a, it was a rainy crappy day. Um, but it, I found out later it was a school holiday. So the park was just completely slammed, but I still was able to, I got on untamed. I think about a dozen times uh, they, they've got a single rider line that I just abused the crap out of just kept going on untamed over and over again. If I say that Zadra is the first, uh, first half of steel vengeance perfected, Untamed is the second half perfected. Interesting. Yeah. 
if you took both of those coasters and put them together, you'd have it like the ultimate coaster for for all of the different sensations you would want. Uh, but yeah, Untamed was great. That's so much ejector, and uh, I was I was limping because my legs hurt so much by the end of the day after I, I fin after I got all the credits there, I just went and and marathoned it. And so I think it was like seven rides in a row that I ended up just doing on it at its, you know, running at its max speed. And it's a completely different coaster at the end of the day than it is during the day. So if you go, don't judge it on the early morning rides, because even like a, a 10 a.m. ride was completely different from a 2 a or 2 p.m. ride, which was completely different from the end of the day at five. Interesting. A Goliath is something at that part. You know, I don't know. Like it was running one train. And so even like the single rider line, that was the longest I waited this entire trip for something. I waited an hour and a half. Ooh. Yeah. And, and it was okay. Like I went into it expecting a lot more. Uh, if I'm being honest, my second favorite at that park was uh, Lost Gravity. Uh, which was just super cool. It was like, that's a coaster where like uh mock tried to, uh, tried to be Gerslauer and actually did a pretty dang good job. I really liked it. That was there when I went there and untamed was still Robin hood, but I remember Goliath being kick ass. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking I probably just had a bad ride on it. Um, or just, I was just ready to get home by that point. I, who knows? <laughs> I, I made a list of like like rating my coasters, and if I'm being honest, in my list, I've actually got the the SLC from Energylandia one notch higher than Goliath. So, Dang, there there's that. So my my opinion is probably trash, and people are going to be like, "Well, that guy's an idiot." But that, that's just you know sometimes sometimes you have bad days on rides. And you ride rides, you're entitled to think whatever you want of them. But dang, an SLC above Goliath. Oof. Yeah. So did you did you get El Condor when you went there? Yeah, and it was exactly what I was expecting. It was awful, but like uh, the the ride op could obviously tell that I was an enthusiast, and he like he came out of the booth, and and he told me he's like like put your head back and push it to the right, and you'll be fine. <laughs> and so I did, and it, like like I just kept my head planted back to the right. And I had no problems at all, but I mean, like I could tell, like if you weren't, if you weren't properly positioned in that thing, it would absolutely murder you. And it, like the, the Dutch are like completely like super proud of the fact that they've got the worst SLC there. So I talked to like five guys there that were like, yeah, have you ridden it? It's awful. So apparently I just looked it up on ICDB here. It was the SLC. Yes, it was. Well, because Vacoma is a Dutch company, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think that would make sense. Hometown Park hired him, I suppose, but like, and being built in 93, like, I, I feel like it took a day for it to age poorly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, th- the funny thing about SLCs is like, they're like one of the best rides to photograph or to take video of because just they look so cool. Like, I don't know how something that could like look so cool can be so awful. I had never done an SLC until this year when I uh, got on Infusion at Blackpool Pleasure Beach. And I was I didn't get why people hated them until I rode that. And now I've been on, I think, six of them. And they, they're just all all pretty bad, except for mine, which is fantastic. That one's new, though. Yep. Which is crazy. Like, like what, what do you think Vacoma thought like when they were like, yeah, we want to order one of these SLCs? You're like, well, we don't make those. Well, here's our money. Like, all right, I guess we just take the standard coaster cars and just bolt everything on the other side. Yeah. Cause I mean, the thing about those rides is that there's this, 
and I think it's just Vacomas, they have those huge gaps in between the wheels and the track. And so obviously once you hit, you know, 50 miles an hour, it's just going to be, you know, a quarter of an inch is the difference between glass smooth and like banging every direction. Yeah, well, I can tell you on these newer, the newer generation ones like the Formula and the uh, Lek Coaster, they they have they have perfected it, and, and we need one of them over here. I, I I just don't I just don't know if any park is going to work with them. Although I did hear some rumors that like that they've now contracted with SNS to build their track for the U.S. So maybe they're seeing that they're going to have a, a market market here coming up. Who knows? Because I'd love to see one. I'm for it. I've always thought they've had innovative rides. It's just, I think, a combination of not quite enough maintenance and perhaps not being the absolute best they could be from the get-go has turned a lot of them into what they are now. Yep. And I was trying to think of anything else, like, super cool from this trip. Um, My, uh, oh, Amsterdam. All right, if you ever go to Amsterdam and you stay at the airport, there is this hotel right next to it called the Citizen M. And it's like a a modular hotel, so like it, it was obviously built like one like room at a time was like dropped in place, but my room, uh you can go and and check out pictures on my Twitter. It had the the toilet and the shower like right in the freaking middle of the room. Like they were like in glass tubes. So I, I've joked that my my shower was like a stripper shower. So like if if I was in this staying in there with someone else, it'd be like incredibly awkward because like you can be laying on the bed and look over and like this is circular tube with me in a shower with no you know it's it's totally clear. So not theme park related, but if you if you want to experience the sit the stripper shower, go ahead and stay at the Citizen Inn by the the Amsterdam airport. Interesting. Did you get down to uh, downtown Amsterdam at all? Because I've been there a couple times. No, I didn't. I I I had one day there because uh, I got in at like 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 eleven thirty at night, and then I my flight left super early too. So I I would literally my time on the ground was going to uh, Wallaby Holland and then coming back. So I did not spend a lot of touristy time in Amsterdam for sure. Well, I mean that train ride at least is not too bad to get out to Wallaby Holland. No, it was it was actually really surprising. Like they have a they have a special ticket. Like if you're if you're staying at Wallaby Holland, uh, that will get you out there. But it was I couldn't tell if I could actually use it because I wanted to be there like at the beginning of the morning. And my first train had to to get out there at ten. I had to leave on like a seven thirty or seven forty five train, and that special ticket said it didn't start working until nine. So I ended up yeah, it ended up costing me like forty five bucks. Uh, round trip to get out to the uh, the park and back. Dang. Yeah, I, I think I spent just as much getting there as getting in the park itself. Man, they like they have weird train schedules or something. Yeah, yeah. It, well, and my train got canceled too. Like, so I got I got to this uh, station that where I was supposed to make a you know like a ten minute jump over, and uh, then as I get off the train, I get the alert on the app saying that the train was canceled, and I had to wait an, an extra hour and ten minutes. So I still I still ended up being like right on time. Dang. I, I, I didn't want to give myself I wanted to give myself time at, at the park to goof around for an hour and not sit in a rainy train station. Totally. Yeah, it, it was a it was a nice park. Um uh, 
probably the coolest boomerang. Did did they have the speed of sound when you were there? The the boomerang that goes up in the tunnel and has the on-ride audio? It was being converted when I was there, so I didn't even get to ride the boomerang. Oh, yeah, I, it was fun. It was it was a different experience like going up into the tunnel. Um I mean, I didn't ride it more than once, but it it came off as as one of the memorable coasters there. That's cool. I mean, I'm hoping I can make it back, especially now that they've got Untamed. Well, it sounds like it was a pretty successful trip. Hopefully, uh, it wasn't bogus jet lag or anything. No, yeah, I, I got back and, you know, got in at 1045 at night, and I was back at work at 7 a.m. the next day. Uh, didn't really have time to, to recover from jet lag until the weekend, but it was, it was a blast, and I, I would totally do it again. For sure. Well, cheers to that, man. Yeah, and if any of you guys are ever thinking about going out to to Europe or anything, hit me up. Um, I can give some advice on some of the parks I've been to, uh, or you know, say, hey, you want to go out to Energylandia again? I'll be like, sure. I'm like I said, I'm planning on going again this summer uh, once Abyssus, I think, is their new name um, for the coaster once it opens. Right on. Well, maybe at some point I can make something happen. I'll let you know before I. Uh... Before I have any plans finalized, though. <laughs> yeah, so you have any uh, coasters coming up here as the uh, season's winding down? Any new parks are going to be hitting? Nothing probably in 2019. Potentially a visit to Magic Mountain and Knott's during Christmas time, but not quite sure if that's going to fall into place then or maybe a month later. But nothing, nothing immediately coming up, unfortunately. You got anything else on the horizon? Uh, I'm going to Orlando for a work conference, and I'll I'll hit up a couple of the parks down there. Uh, but I, I'm I'm going to be in London a couple times, and they have this uh, Winter Wonderland thing that's in Hyde Park that I've heard about. Uh, the only, I, I'm I think that there's a bunch of coasters that they get there set up, but the one that I'm really looking forward to is uh, Olympia Looping um, is going to be there. So I'll for sure get the Olympia looping cred. Oh, wow. I, th- I think that'll probably be my only new one. Maybe maybe Tigris I might get next week too. But yeah, I, I think I'm pretty much done with, with new creds for the year. You making some big plans for 2020? Trying to put together a, another trip to Cedar Point. Uh, at the SeaWorld Parks, Hershey Park, and Last year we did a 21 day uh, nine park road trip, and I don't think we'll do something as crazy as that this year. Uh, but but definitely uh, going to try and hit uh, a few other ones. We got a few cooking up here. That's that's where the the count comes in. It's not about the number, but it's about the fact that you had all these experiences. Right. And well, and I think like going back to what you guys talked about last week, and this may not even make the the show, but like when you talk about like what's made things popular or made this hobby popular again, you, you've got to look at the fact that millennials and even like, I I'm, I'm like right on the gen X millennial barrier. I think we value experiences more than things. And so you see us spending more of our disposable income on experiences and what, what better things to do than, you know, go ride roller coasters, have fun, you know, be on plate, be places where you can put it up on social media. Uh, it's, it's a blast. Yeah, totally. Couldn't have said it better myself. So, uh, we got one final segment we normally do here on the show, and this is paying tribute to a dead ride. So, uh, James, what, what ride are we going to pay tribute to this week? We are going to pay tribute to the Zambezi zinger. 
this was my first coaster. Uh, Worlds of Fun, Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, good old Schwarzkopf. From a from a nostalgic point, it's probably still one of my favorite coasters ever. Uh, I, I look at POVs of the of where it exists now down in Columbia, and I'm like, yeah, maybe it isn't that great. But God, I remember having such a good time on that that one. Did you ever get make it there? Not when that was operating, unfortunately. Ah, yeah, it was great. It was in a great location. It went, you know, it wound its way through the woods and had a, a good tunnel. Where it's at now, it's kind of just out in the open air. Uh, doesn't doesn't really look as much fun. Funny story about that is that my, my company has an office in Columbia, and I was like, I was talking to some guys down there. I was like, hey, if I came to the Columbia office, uh, could I make it to this place? And he's like, oh, no, that's in the middle of Coke country. You don't go there. Oh, so <laughs> I don't think I'll be making it back down to uh, to do a, a memory ride on on that ride. <laughs> yeah, some some tours you just don't want to take. Yeah, I, I value my life enough. So that had the uh, spiral lift hill that run electrically, right? Yep. Yeah. Just like I think it, it and Wizard are very similar. I got to ride Wizard uh, actually, I think, with you this summer for the first time, and uh, it was great. Like it, it reminded me of it a ton. Those are those are just fun coasters. Oh yeah, man, and and that's you know being a native to the Chicagoland area, that's been a, a coaster I've been on since a kid, and just that style of ride. There's nothing quite like it where it's you know tall and it has some G's, but it's also mellow enough to not really freak you out. It's just a lot of fun. It's a great first coaster. Uh, I, I don't know what the the height requirement at uh, Great America is, but it was it was super low when it operated at Worlds of Fun. And like, you know, at, for a time, they didn't have any seatbelts on there at all. And I have so many great memories on there. So yeah, that's my tribute to my dead ride. Well, when was the last time you got to ride it? Oh, man. I was there the last season it it operated, but I, I don't remember exactly when that was. I, I remember after they announced that it was being uh, removed, that I went and uh, got a ride in on it. So I was, I was kind of into it, like I was into my home park as a kid, but I wasn't really uh, into the, the hobby as it was. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, that's a last season ride, so that's good. You got to, you got to pay tribute, you know, at the appropriate time. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, I could always I could always go down to Columbia and ride it again, <laughs> not get shot. Godspeed. <laughs> yeah, you want to go on that trip with me? <laughs> I mean, it'd be an adventure, that's for sure. Two American coaster enthusiasts were found dead after. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell by the RMC shirt and the complete paleness. <laughs> <laughs> well, that one's overweight. <laughs> Well, here's something I got for you, you know, and for the audience at large, speaking of dead rides, we have gotten several entries so far for the hashtag coaster death pool 2020. So please send us your five coasters that you think will be closed or removed in 2020. James, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying you need to answer five now, but do you have an idea of what you might put on that list? I mean, I'd definitely start with Anaconda, even though I, I really find it hard to believe that that Kings Dominion would would close another coaster this close. Uh, they did they did just close two at Kings Island, uh, so Anaconda's got to be sitting there close to the chopping block. Other than that, I don't know. I, I really I'd hate to see anything go. What about you? Ooh, 
Yeah, now I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. But I can take an easy answer here being the host and say, everyone will have to wait and hear once uh, Ben and I do our big reveal come New Year. Ah, that works. Because our, our cutoff is New Year's Eve. We haven't determined what the prize will be yet, but we'll have something kick ass. <laughs> That'll be awesome. I'll, I'll get my. I'll, I'll have to sit down and spend some time and figure out what my uh, my five are going to be because I bet there's going to have to be a couple obscure ones in there to be really accurate. For sure. Well, I mean, yeah. Somebody sent the beast, the beast, the beast, the beast, the beast, which is probably my favorite answer so far. <laughs> It's not going to happen, but yeah, you know, it made me laugh. So, you know, that, that gets, that gets favorite answer for me thus far, but that's, that's awesome. We'll, we'll read them all. That'll probably, you know, you guys make content for us. We'll just try to make funny. Send us five coasters. You think will be closed or removed 2020. You can even do it on Twitter. Just use the hashtag coaster death pool 2020. It's a long one. So we're taking up half your tweet. So use coasters with short names. Can I answer West Coast Racers? Is it like if it never opens, does that uh does that would that count as a uh one that gets shut down? I'd give credit if somebody picked West Coast Racers and it just doesn't open in twenty twenty. I'll I'll give a point for that for sure. But six flags. West Coast Racers is the best ride I've ever written, as long as you send me an invite to Media Day. West Coast Racers is gonna be fantastic. Until I actually read it. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, check out James over at YouTube, Larson Loopers. Uh, also on Twitter, at Larson Loopers. Any other plugs you want to get in there? Did I get them right? No, nah, I, I have an Instagram, but I don't, like, I put, like, one thing up in the last two months. So mostly Twitter and YouTube. Yeah, go check them out because I'm sure you want to actually see all those awesome rides at Energylandia and Wallaby Holland and everything else instead of just hear us talking about them. You can email us at yourfavoritecoastersucks at gmail.com. Good stuff. Yell at us. Whatever you want. Questions. We'll take it. We're on Twitter, Coaster Your, or search for Your Favorite Coaster Sucks. We are also on Instagram. We try to have a pretty active account there. And uh, so go give us a follow, Your Favorite Coaster Sucks. We are on Facebook. Spelling is... A bit of a texty way. You are favorite coaster S U X. And if you're feeling generous, we're on Patreon. Your favorite coaster sucks. So even though the, we're the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet, you could still kick us a buck or two and uh, support how bad we are. Anyway, thank you so much for being a guest here this week, James. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Or Zach. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Ben would thank you too, but unfortunately he's been called away in the line of gainful employment. Gotta do what you gotta do. We we do super appreciate you coming in and uh, filling in the, the gap left. It's a big gap. <laughs> That's gonna come out wrong no matter how I edit it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was, there's a joke in what, in what both of us said there. <laughs> well, that's up to the listeners. You find that joke, laugh at it, enjoy send it back we'll play it whatever um but that's gonna do it so thank you so much for listening and until next week your favorite coaster sucks